0: Live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome.
1: Rick, thank you so much for joining us here again today at our first Mental Health Summit. The topic of the pandemic and teen mental health is a very serious concern. According to Baylor College of Medicine, an article last November stated the pandemic uniquely impacted adolescents. Social social isolation, constant uncertainty, stress, and fear have plagued their lives. According to CDC, teenage emergency room visits for suicide attempts increased significantly during the pandemic, with a 50% rise in cases in females and almost 4% increase in males. So Rick is joining us today to talk about the pandemic and teen mental health. Rick has been a mental health and addictions counselor for over two decades. In 2020, he published a book for parents called The Addicted Child, a parent's guide to adolescent substance abuse, and a workbook. He gives parents signs to watch for in their child, steps to take, and assessments you can use with your child. Rick, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you. It's my pleasure, Karen, to be here with you today. As you noted, we're going to uh, talk a little bit about teen mental health and how the pandemic has played a role in our kids' teen mental health. And then we're going to spend some time talking about social media and social media and how it has affected our teenagers. Um, In terms of the teen mental health, Prior to the pandemic, we had already been experiencing a crisis in teenage mental health. That's not new. From 2009 to approximately 2019, we had seen a 40% increase in teenagers reporting symptoms of depression. We'd seen a 36% increase in teenagers considering suicide. So long before the pandemic, we had already been in the midst of a crisis, so to speak, of teenage mental health. The pandemic comes along, and it disrupts the lives of teenagers and families throughout the world. Families were worried about the disease they were worried about their jobs many many parents lost their jobs Those that continued to work found themselves working at home rather than going to their normal place of employment. Uh, The entire family dynamics was disrupted. Kids were worried about their families and their parents. They had been listening to the news. They heard about all of these things. Some of them became frightened about about it. Um, I had a, a granddaughter who's a teenager who was very concerned when she went out into the public as to whether other people were wearing masks he became almost obsessed with it so teenagers were affected by the pandemic um <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> and their kid their families were were disrupted kids were pulled away from their school environment they were doing online learning which from most was a new experience. Um, They were reporting increases in depression, increases in anxiety. Many were feeling angry. Many were feeling annoyed. And many sleep patterns were being disturbed. During 2021, emergency room visits among adolescents increased by over 50 percent for girls and over four percent for boys. So you know this this epidemic in, in mental health was not new, but the pandemic sort of ignited it, so to speak. And on my book's website, I have posted a blog article uh, for parents. And it has 10 questions uh, that you can check in with your child's mental health. They come from Newport Academy, which is an outstanding Adolescent Treatment Center that when I worked at Menninger Clinic um, in Houston, Texas, I would sometimes refer kids to Newport Academy. Well, these 10 questions come from Newport Academy, and some of them are pretty interesting. and, 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 And you can just check in with your kid from time to time with. And if you're a teacher, you can do the same with your classroom students too. One of the questions is what three words describe how you're feeling? You know, just give me three words to, to, to tell me how you're feeling right now or today. And another one, uh, which I think is is sort of good too, is if, if your feelings were weather, what kind of a day would it be outside? And you can just, these are very simple questions that, that don't require a long elaborate discussion, but you can sort to check in with your child's mental health with those type of, of questions. So go to helptheaddictedchild.com, take a look at that blog article. Um, There's also a blog article on how the pandemic affected substance abuse, because what we noticed was that during the pandemic year, adolescent substance abuse went down, but the mental health crisis went up. Um, So if you're interested in those topics, uh, if you visit the book's website, helptheaddictedchild.com, you can read those blog articles. The other issue that I wanted to talk about today was social media and teenagers. And this is an issue that I think a lot of parents are just not familiar with. They may know a little bit about it. They might be somewhat familiar with it, but don't really have a lot of insight into into it, just like uh, adolescent substance abuse. Um, They know about it, but they really don't dive into it too deeply. So hopefully we'll share some information that will help parents today. Um what social media apps are teenagers using? Well, Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, about 22 million teenagers are on Instagram. Facebook is not quite as popular. There's about 5 million teens that use Facebook. I think Facebook is more geared to the older adults uh, who use it uh, much more than teenagers. But I think the most popular one is is one that's called TikTok. Uh, TikTok is widely used among adolescents around the world. Um, It's an application where they post uh, very short videos. Some of them can be very funny. Some of them can be amusing. Some of them can be clever. Some of them can even be instructional. Uh, But there's a wide range of topics that are included on TikTok. And that seems to be the most popular, one of the most popular applications that teenagers are, are getting into according to the uh, American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, 90%, 90% of teenagers have used social media. That gives you an idea of how popular it is. They also report that on average, teenagers are online almost nine hours a day, nine hours a day. So, These applications are consuming a lot of our teenagers time um, and and they're becoming almost obsessed with using them. There are some benefits to social media. Uh, It allows people teenagers to stay connected with their friends. And I think that was really important during the pandemic when our teenagers were pulled away from their social environments, like school. So it did allow them to communicate and stay connected with their friends. they're also finding support for some activities that they like to do, their shared interest and their shared activities. They can find uh, other kids who share in those interests. And they can explore uh, expressing themselves, you know, how to, how to express themselves out there. But there are also some potential risk. Um, they, might, they might get exposed to harmful or inappropriate content. They might get exposure to dangerous people. They could uh, fall victim of cyberbullying and the risk for depression and suicide for kids that are already struggling with a mental health issue. Um, There's a risk that they could overshare personal information, you know, that's inappropriate to share over social media. And extensive use can begin to interfere and disrupt with their sleep patterns and exercise and homework and just normal family activities. So those are some of the potential benefits and risks to being on social media applications for kids. Uh, Facebook uh, conducted some research, uh, which I don't think they intended to become public, but did come public come public when one of their employees appeared before Congress and and talked about uh, social media and the Facebook research. What the research showed was that teens know, teenagers know that these apps are addictive, have addictive characteristics. They report a desire to spend less time on the applications. They will tell you that they wish they could spend less time on these apps. But, but they also say that they don't have enough self-control to change their scrolling behavior. That's almost classic addictive behavior. you know. I know it's consuming a lot of my time. I wish I wasn't using it so much, but I just don't have enough self-control to, to limit my time on these apps. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, some of the other research showed that 60% of girls And 40% of boys experience negative social comparisons. So they're comparing themselves to other teenagers that they see. And unfortunately, they're walking away with some negative emotions as a result of the comparisons that they're seeing. 37% of girls feel pressured, said they feel pressured to look perfect in their posts. They want to feel perfect they want to look perfect they want to look like other girls that they see being posted and about a third of girls say that the content that they see makes them feel worse about themselves probably because of some of the social comparisons that are being done and about 50% of teenagers feel that they report feeling unattractive and said it began on Instagram and 14% of boys said that Instagram made them feel worse about themselves. So for teenagers that might be struggling with self-image issues, with anxiety issues, with depression issues, any type of mental health issue, social media might actually make those feelings more intense and worse. I'm often asked, well, what's the appropriate age for a child to be on social apps? Well, the cyber experts then tend to say that 13 is the youngest age. 13 is the very youngest age for most apps. For something like Snapchat, they would say age 16. Um, but what I would say is, <clears throat> you know, that's a, that's a call that every parent has to make. Um, and you know your child better than anyone. You know how responsible or irresponsible they've been. You know how vulnerable they are. Uh, so so you have to take into account your own observations and your own knowledge about your child's development and maturity level and make a decision as to whether or not you think your child is, is their age appropriate to get on these apps. But overall, most of the recommendations are not before age 13 and probably a little bit older if you can hold off. Um, <clears throat> Mayo Clinic issued a series of recommendations that I thought was very interesting for for parents. Um, One of them was set reasonable limits. Set reasonable limits. Talk about how to avoid social media interfering with activities like sleep and meals and homework and family activities. So set down some reasonable limits. Just don't let your child run off with a social media app and pretty pretty much go on their own. Um, <clears throat> monitor your teen's accounts. Okay, let them know that you will be checking in on their accounts, and make sure that you follow through. Check in on their accounts. Know what accounts they're. Know if they're on Instagram. Know if they're on TikTok. Know if they're on chat, uh, uh, Snapchat, and check in on those accounts. <clears throat> and I would allow. And I would also add to that: don't allow your child to have private accounts without you being permitted to be a member. Like some, of these, <clears throat> some of these sites will allow the, the teenager to make their app private. So if they're on, say, uh, TikTok, uh, they can create a TikTok group and <clears throat> they can make it private, which means they have to approve you getting in. Well, if that's okay, you need to make sure as a parent that you are allowed access to that private chat room. The kids can't create a private one and and exclude you. No, you as a parent have to be allowed to have access to any private rooms that they set up. Explain to your child what's not okay. You should have this discussion initially and probably check in every once in a while. Explain what's not okay. Gossiping is not okay. Spreading rumors is not okay. Bullying is not okay. Damaging someone's reputation is not okay. And talk about what's appropriate and inappropriate on social media. Have that discussion with your child and reinforce it every once in a while. Encourage your child to have face to face contact with their friends. You know, that's still important, you know, especially for teens who are vulnerable to anxiety. Encourage your child to continue with face to face activities. Don't don't rely simply on social media as their primary social outlet. And then talk about social media, talk about the habits. Ask your teen, how do you plan to use social media? Remind them often that social media is full of unrealistic images. Much of what you see out there is Photoshopped. It's not real, particularly for girls, um, because they're sensitive to how they look and comparing themselves to others. And boys are too, just not as well known. And then finally, use the parental controls that you have access to as a parent. If you don't know what those are, check with your internet provider, check with your cell phone provider, and find out what parental controls you have available as a parent. I know that when our grandchildren come to visit us over the summer, they're teenage girls, Uh, my wife will um, set a parental control that shuts down their internet access at uh, late at night, like after midnight, um, and also uh, can control when it comes back on. So as a parent, know that you have that ability to control the times and the days that your child is using the internet. If you don't want them, you know, browsing the internet and looking at TikTok at two o'clock in the morning, then you need to shut off their access at at bedtime. Um, so it's important to just know that you have those controls available to you. Um, <clears throat> but this is an issue that I think um, is new to a lot of parents who didn't grow up in an age where they had things like TikTok and Facebook and Instagram, uh, <laughs> didn't even have cell phones. Uh, it's new for grandparents, too, uh, who, who maybe are not aware of this. So I, I think the message is, as a parent, Just become informed about some of these social apps. Uh, Download download them on your phone. Take a look at them so you're familiar with them. And then work with your child to help them understand how to appropriately use social media and these apps. They're not all inappropriate, you know, and, and kids can have benefits from them, but they can also be very risky and very dangerous. So like anything else, have a discussion with your child about this issue and stay on top of it.
1: Thank you so much, Rick. And I remember interviewing two high school students on on my podcast and they even admitted social media is the first thing they do when they wake up in the morning. They check their social media feed and it can either elevate them or depress them. It can make them feel good or make them feel, what did I miss? Who said what? how am I in involved? And yeah, it was sad to hear that because I didn't have that when I was a teenager, we didn't even have a cell phone when I was a teenager and um, to really put ourselves in, in these, these kids shoes right now. um, It's they're living with something that we didn't even live with and, and, and having to navigate. And, and, and I know on my own, I dealt with my own issues and questions of self-confidence and self-esteem without social media, yeah. right? So the, the, the compounded effect this is having on our um, teens' mental health these days is, it's, it's, it's so sad and it can be so detrimental.
2: It is. And and you know, kids are, are already very sensitive in the teenage years about their appearance and, and how yeah. well other teenagers relate to them and what they look like. And they get on these social media apps and they begin to compare themselves to others, particularly girls, but I think boys as well. And, and it can be very discouraging for them. The other thing is we as parents need to model the behavior. That we want our children to have too. So if we're constantly glued to our cell phone, if we're constantly scrolling through emails and Facebook and constantly on apps that, that we enjoy using, our kids are paying attention to that. Um, you know, if we're sitting at, at the breakfast table or the dinner table and we have our cell phones in our hand and we're scrolling through things, uh, you know, our kids are probably going to do the same thing. So again, we need to model the behavior and the expectations that we want from our kids. Yeah,
1: it makes me so sad when I go out to dinner or I go to a restaurant or picking up food. And I see a whole family at a table and they're all each on their own device. And I'm like, no, 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 this is your time to talk. Like, how was your day? Oh, it just, it just, makes me like cringe inside just a bit. So you're right. I love laying out those guidelines. Like when we go to eat, we're not going to have it. Like we're going to put it away. I mean, I find myself getting sucked into the Facebook feed and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, how many minutes have I spent looking at this? And I literally have to mentally like shake myself out of it because it just draws, sucks you in.
2: (laughs) It does. It does. And you can lose, time. you can lose track of the time and you can all of a sudden, you know you find out that you have spent ridiculous amounts of time on it. And kids are no different. You know, they, no they, they get sucked into it as well. And, um, and unfortunately, it can, it can interfere with family time, it can interfere with face-to-face interactions with friends, it can interfere with schoolwork. Um, so parents just need to stay on top of this. And to recognize that these apps can, in a way, become very, very addictive. And we know also that kids get the same type of high feeling uh, that that comes from drugs. In other words, their cell phone goes off, they get a little ding on a text message, and, you know, they feel a rush, you know, (laughs) they feel a sense of excitement. Um, And that's how Compulsive, you know, these applications can become for for teenagers and for adults.
1: And and being aware how often. And- and how easy it is to give your child a device to keep them quiet or to entertain them while you're trying to drive, while you're trying to cook, while you're trying to, you know, if you had a meeting or you were in person, you're talking to someone and, and, and you see kids just revert so easily and they, they will reach out and I've seen them just take the cell phone just to start, you know, self uh, entertaining themselves. And, and, and we didn't have that when I was a kid. And we no. did find ways to entertain ourselves. We looked out the window when we were driving, we looked at license plates, we counted what states they were from <laughs> playing those games, driving yeah. long distances and the like. And so it's really just encouraging parents with ideas of other things they can do because it's, 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 it's so almost just too easy to just hand the device. And, and how can we think pause before we you know give the device?
2: and being in a car is a perfect opportunity to have a conversation with your child put the cell phone away let's talk about how your day was let's talk about how school was let's talk about how the sports went you know it's a perfect opportunity to uh, to to have a conversation with your child and and just ask them to you know put the cell phone down while we drive home or while we go shopping or and let's talk about how your day was or let's talk about what's going on and and actually have that 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 conversation because Uh, They're much more likely to jump in the car, get on their Facebook and check what their friends are doing and start texting. And, and, And as a parent, you know, I think you need to step up and just say, hey, let's let's put the cell phones away. You know, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about how your day went.
1: Yeah. And I love the three questions you shared with me to ask your child or maybe ask three questions, but if, if your day was the weather, what would it look like? And I yeah. shared that in my parent group that I was working with at that time and they loved it. And I <laughs> ended up trying it out with a student at school that week. And like just these simple little ways of asking and saying it differently. Uh, I found so helpful. They found it so helpful. So thank you. I love that article. I looked, I looked that up and, uh, and shared that with them as well. So well, Rick, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for all the valuable information that you've given. I know me it's helped me and, and the parents that I talk to, and I can't wait uh, for more people to be able to see and watch, uh, you know, and come back to this video. Cause I really think it's helpful information. Like the parent who said, oh my gosh, my, my daughter just said she, she has a panic attack. And, and the mom was like, I don't really know, you know, where do I go to find out what to help her with in this. And that's what you and I had talked about, like, like parents don't know where to look, what to look for, what is good information. And everyone is so busy doing 100 million things that they need help for someone to just be like, hey, here's what you need. It's right here. Yeah. And that's what I love that even this this video will do for parents I think um, you're today right. in a week, in a month, in a year. And so um, I'm excited. Even if my, my little podcast puts things in a bundle for people, they can just scroll and be like, oh, I, I, I have a question about ADD. And, and they could go there or, oh, my gosh, you know, my friend just their child just had an issue with substance abuse. OK, there's the video. What can we do, you know, yeah. to listen to it? So thank you. I appreciate you're you. You're your time. welcome. So valuable. You
2: know, just scrolling Very through much. those podcasts can give people a wealth of information. Um, And I think that's one one of the blessings that you're putting out there is all of these different topics from all of these people. You can just go to the site, you can scroll through, and you'll find a wealth of information that is very, very easily accessible and doesn't take a lot of time. And we all know parents are busy, uh, but if you can sit down in, in a half an hour or an hour, learn about adolescent substance abuse or learn about mental health or learn about any other issue, uh, that is time that I think will be very valuable. And I think parents yeah. will, will will take advantage of it. They just need to know uh, how to get to it.
1: Yeah. And, and these last few weeks, putting this Mental Health Summit together, literally everything because it was in my awareness as well. So many things that I looked at and read and came across just in, in, in life was, was highlighting the need for mental health and, and, and the difficulty the teens, the adults are having in this area. And, and so I was just even more excited and encouraged to put this day together. So thanks for uh, joining me in that um, idea coming into actual reality.
2: That's a great idea. You did a wonderful job with it. And I hope that uh, it will continue year after year, because I suspect that what you will find is that it will uh, ignite and it will attract more and more people. And, you know, eventually it will be a a resource that people come to every year and it will grow quite a bit.
0: Hey there, it's Karn. I hope that you're enjoying the show. And by the way, if you're a mom who wants to learn how to help your child when they're struggling behaviorally, or facing challenges in school, get started today by getting my free short video course, Three Steps to Happy Healthy Kids, at www.educationalimpactacademy.com forward slash free video. If you're new here or you haven't done this yet, this is definitely the first step to get started in learning how to have a happy, healthy life with your kids. So head on over to www.educationalimpactacademy.com forward slash free video and grab your free gift today. Well, that's all we've got for this episode of the Momnificent Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would subscribe and rate if you really liked it. I know wherever you're listening right now, it might not be the best time to leave a comment, but feel free to leave a question, a review, or a comment at any time. And until next time, remember, don't worry. Be happy.